Hello, hello, hello. This is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited to start another episode of our journey together of Speak Brave. Today, it's a special episode because I have a very special guest. My friend, her name is... Allison Nissen. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the show. I hope you have a great day so far. I and have. A good. And maybe even better day ahead. How does that sound? Sounds fantastic. Excellent. So, Allison, let's get started right into the show. And let's just tell the audience who you are, how did you become who you are now, and the lessons you have learned. Hmm? All right. I am a writer, an editor, and a coach. Okay. And I got started ages ago, but my foray into the professional world of writing was actually as a ghostwriter. As a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. Allison, I am looking for a ghostwriter for my book that is about to give birth and I cannot finish it. This is maybe you are gut sent. Maybe. And, and maybe I was um, looking to meet someone like you so I can finish my project. Because a lot of times you meet someone, right, at a cocktail party or some other party or some other event, you say, and somebody asks you, so how is that book going? And you're just trying to escape. Thinking, oh my gosh, I, I told the book is going to be published last year, nine months ago, and they're asking me about this. I, I, does it ever happen to you? Absolutely. It does. It, the first time I started to write a book, I gave it a publication date of 2024. 2024? <laughs> how long because ago was I that? Because I just didn't think I could actually finish it. Wait a second. So wait a second. I want to know more. So you have gave a publication date to someone on a serious matter that it's going to be published in 2024? Not to someone else. To myself. Oh, just to yourself. Okay. <laughs> and how did it work out for you? Well, it's sitting in a drawer right now. But mm. I've got a couple of years to go. Okay, you do. I you do. do. You do have yes. at least a couple of years. You know, it was a cover and a street team to get everything. So, Absolutely. Allison, tell us. Tell us how you ended up here right now as an editor. Tell us. Tell us a nugget, a story, something with a twist, something we can enjoy. A couple months ago, I joined Toastmasters. And I happened to meet Mark at that Toastmasters meeting. I met John at that Toastmasters meeting as well. John Morrow, my executive producer and a good friend. (laughs) And I was inspired and awed by their abilities to be able to communicate effectively what they wanted to uh, talk about. Mm -hmm. So I threw myself into Toastmasters and I've actually joined our little committee to run the little local chapter that we are in and I'm very excited about it. I have a lot of fun. It's been a real enjoy uh, and a joyful journey. Joyful journey. So you have stepped up. You have stepped up. Did you look fear in the eye and said, not today, my friend? I love <laughs> I was in the eye I'm every just... day. Okay. <laughs> this is a Speak Brave podcast, and I'm sure you have heard, and thank you for coming. How do you see fear for what it is? How do you, wh- what is your relationship with fear in your life? What are the lessons that you can share with the audience, with my audience? How do you see fear? How do you work around it? Or maybe you don't work around it. Do you let it sit? In the back seat, do you let it drive the car? Do you let it fly the plane? Where are you in your relationship with fear now? I do not have enough energy for fear. So fear 
is I, I don't hold on to it. Okay. I acknowledge uh, any fears that I do have. I acknowledge those. I journal a lot. And okay. so journaling is probably how I got started writing mm-hmm. in general. So when I was about 15, I started writing down all of the angst that 15-year-olds have. And I'd put it out there on the piece of paper, and then I'd hide it from my siblings so they couldn't find it and read my things. But eventually, I just started keeping a journal on everything. And anything that I had fear for or fear of, I would put down on the journal. And it was like a Harry Potter movie where you take the thought from your head and you magically put it somewhere else and then I could sleep at night. I was no longer held hostage by that fear because it was somewhere else. It was out of my head and then I would be able to take a step forward. So with each step forward, the fear stays behind. It's stationary and I am able to walk from that fear towards hope, towards positivity, towards encouragement, towards light, Mm -hmm. however you want to look at that. And that's my way of dealing with fear. By acknowledging, acknowledging, understanding, and placing it on a piece of paper? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Yep. Now, um, I've gone through, like many people, a lot of ups and downs with my life. And when those downs were really down... And those points were uh, crazy. I would write a lot. Mm-hmm. I would fill pages and pages. And sometimes I would do uh, do artwork. I would write poetry. I would make notes. I would plan my day for the next, you know, the following morning, what I needed to do. Sometimes I would just write a grocery list because that's all I could manage to do while I was looking at that fear or held captive. But the more I wrote about what was going on in my life, the more I was able to step away from it and see my way through it. Right. I understand. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for allowing us to understand a little bit about who you are and your thought processes. I'm so excited to work with you, Allison, and to have this interview because you are a serious writer. I am. And I am not. I am not. And I know that a lot of my audience craves to hear from me in written form i'm sorry i'm sorry my friends and my fans i know i do podcast and video but for me speaking is just easy not easy it's just easy i can speak in front of the audiences i didn't always was in it was not very enjoyable all the time but writing sitting down turning off the distractions putting pen or typing is just it, it for me I'll be honest with you and friends I'll be honest with everyone here it's just it's it's like pulling teeth it's like yes I know I have to write a book because there's so many stories there's so much passion and anger too and emotion and, and joy and happiness betrayal love everything right but I just don't do it what can you share and I know you don't may not have a magic wand to touch my shoulder and say mark now you're cured and you can write like pinocchio i can sure well, whatever whatever it was <laughs> move but, your arms and legs yeah it's it, and the reason i'm saying this to you because i'm frustrated i'm frustrated what is it that holding me back is that fear that i'll be judged i don't care i i, I do this podcast and i fail miserably many times over and over and i i'm okay with people judging because i i want them to tell me what is it then? Do, what, have you seen people like me? 
Have you? What? I have met several okay. people like you. Oh, just you tell are us. not alone. Give us the cure or some kind of point oh, us to I, the cure. If I could just, you know, offer you a, a pill, that would be awesome. Right. But that's not how it works. It, there is an acceptance to your words. And one of the biggest fears people have is that when they write something, they have to let it go. So when you're speaking something, you let it go and it's immediate. Real time. It's gone. Real time. real time. Real time. But when you write it, you can go back and edit and edit and edit and edit and edit and edit <laughs> and edit and edit. Yes. The other problem we have is that each word we speak onto the paper is like a little child. And so when we have an idea and it's not working properly, we don't necessarily want to delete it because we birthed that word we birthed that idea and we so want it to work but sometimes we just have to kill it and and that's what we need to do so my recommendation is to start small mm -hmm. don't think big think in little tiny books bite-sized pieces of everything so if you're writing a book you're going to start with small ideas mm -hmm. And you're going to work slowly on each small idea. And then they start to put together to form a larger whole. Mm -hmm. And then the ideas grow. So when we try to wrap our head around something really large, if you have a great idea. You want people to speak brave and you want to share that idea with the world. That's a big world. Yeah. And there's a lot to talk about. Absolutely. So we need to narrow it down. Just bring it down to the very core parts of what you want to say. Mm -hmm. And you put those on paper, and then you build from there. Okay. So start small. Start small. Also recognize that the titans of speaking, writing, business, engineering, leadership did not start out as titans. They started out as embryos. Maybe? Yes. Little babies. Hey. I'm here writing, failing. So thank you for that reminder. Don't shoot for the Harry Potter. Shoot for HP. I don't know, Harry Potter. HP. And then you work out the words. Mm -hmm. I, I know. I know. This is what we do. Okay. Um, one of the other things I want to ask you. What makes a successful writing session for you? What makes bringing out... What does it take? What? How do you know that... Okay. I've done something significant, or not even significant. I've done my best work. What brings out the best in you as best a writer? Best in me? Mm -hmm. as, a, as in your productive output in your writing, let's say. I, when I'm writing my own personal quips, so mm -hmm. I have a blog, which mm -hmm. is my favorite thing. You do what you tell the audience? So yes, they will... it's alisonnissen.com. A-L-I-S-O-N-N-I-S-S-E-N.com. Got it. Okay, so everyone go through that blog and subscribe now. Let's show the love to Allison. And it is a majority of everything on there are personal stories. Mm -hmm. True personal stories. I like to show a couple of photographs that... Yeah, yeah, showcase my personality mm -hmm. some of the stories are funny some of the stories are serious but they're all little tales about my life occasionally there's one or two that are fiction 
Every now and then I change some children's names so that they won't get mad at me because huh. talking at Christmas dinner is an important idea. But I try to keep these stories uh, fun and light and just entertaining and inspirational. So these stories, to me, I can sit down and I can write in a heartbeat mm-hmm. because I'll wake up in the morning, I'll know the story, and it will just come out. And I'll give it a couple of quick edits, I'll maybe share it with a few other people, and then I will publish it. And then I might go for a long time without publishing anything because all of a sudden, I don't have anything else that's sparking my Mm. imagination. And then something will come along. So when I'm writing those sort of things, I'm very joyful about it. Mm It's easy when I'm ghostwriting for somebody else. They give me their ideas. I just have to put it on paper. To me, that's like, that's that's like you know, training wheels. No big deal at all. Someone's already giving me everything. Is that because you don't you don't have the ownership or the emotional investment, um, and you detach yourself? Is that why possibly or no? I think there's a couple of reasons. One is that. I don't feel the pressure of being creative. So somebody else has already done the creativity. I also truly enjoy editing and Mm -hmm. trying to make things better. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm sure most people have read a story and they think, oh, but if only the ending were like this, it would be better. Everyone is the judge, right? (laughs) As soon as you burn in the United States or any country, okay, here's your right to tell us what you think. (laughs) Thank you very much. Go on. So I think that makes it easier for me to be able to talk to uh, clients that I have and give them my loving suggestions of how they loving. I love it. I love it. We have of how something can improve. Yes, I love it. So there's a difference between editing and ghostwriting. When I'm editing something, they hand it to me, and I will make suggestions. I will say. Let's not use the word just because everything after that is devalued. Let's pick stronger words. Let's use active language. I'm just telling them what I think, making grammatical suggestions, that sort of thing. But when I'm ghostwriting, I'm actually able to take what their idea is and then bring it to life with my own words. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fun. I like it. I like your enthusiasm. I also like that you are... You're into your work. I am. I get very excited. Yeah. One of the best things about what I do is I get to read a lot. And I'm an avid reader. I don't Mm -hmm. go to sleep at all without reading at least one word. I'll open up a book. And if I'm really tired, I won't get past the first line. But I will open up that book every single day. So I get to read a lot. Would you tell us what's on your reading shelf now? Also, if you would tell the um, audience now, what are the things that... Not necessarily maybe book suggestions, but if they are, if there's some, if there's a book that lives in your soul that you believe everyone who invests time to reading this book will become a better writer, a better communicator. Is there such recommendation? I have had the opportunity to read many, many, many good things. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'm reading a couple of works that I can't actually share with you because they are... Uh, Either I'm editing, yes, yes, or I am. I'm also a judge for a contest, and so I am judging this contest, which requires me to sit down and read mm-hmm. the works and then provide feedback, feedback as well as giving it a rating. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
in the writing world, there are contests and there are medal winners. You'll see that at bookstores. Oh, this was a Newbery what a, uh, medal winner. Newbery? What is that? I don't, I don't even know if okay. I've got the title right. I think it's mm-hmm. Newbery. It's, um, but they have, you know, Pulitzer Prize. We've all heard of yeah. certain championship works. Right, 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 right. But I would say one of the most inspiring works I've ever read was Glass Castle. Glass Castle. By Jeanette Wells. Mm-hmm. I might have the name slightly Glass off. Castle. Glass Castle. By and Jeanette it's a, Wells. It's a memoir. And she has a crazy story. And it's very inspirational about how she had a trying, challenging, yet very interesting childhood. And how she was able to transform the cards that were stacked against her and thrive as an adult. But mm. she's resharing her childhood stories. Glass Castle. Glass Castle. I'm going to take a look at that. Yes. And next time we have an interview, we will talk about it. I love that idea. Is that, is that okay? Yes. Let's do that. I have so many things I want to ask you. Um, what is your favorite genre? What is your favorite? What is your favorite theme that you think, you know what? This is my theme. I own it. I'd like to read more for it or become more of it. What is something that gets you up in the morning saying, you know what, I'm going to be working on this genre or this theme and this is just takes my, it just makes me smile. It makes my heart smile. Memoirs. Memoirs. Are my favorite genre. Mm-hmm. I love being inspired by other people. Mm-hmm. I love being able to interact with them. So I see reading as an interaction between the author and yes. the reader. Yes, exactly. So it, but it's not really. It's actually between the the book. So it's not between the author. The author, once you give birth to your baby mm-hmm. and you have it published, it's no longer yours because everyone is allowed to be a critic. However, you still have that conversation and you feel like you get to know somebody. Yeah. And to me, that is fantastic. So if I get to learn from other people, their mistakes, their joys, triumphs, their downfalls. To me, every one of those is valuable. It's a valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. It helps me look fear in the eye. Mm. Because if I can learn from someone else's mistake, why not? Absolutely. You have prompted a question for me, Allison. And I want to offer this to you and challenge in this conversation. What do you believe? Is the biggest lesson you have learned in your writing in your life that you don't have to tell us whatever you do not want to tell us but something that we can take away for listening and thinking Allison this is the woman I want to follow this is the person I can learn from maybe not today maybe sometime in the future what is one lesson maybe lessons that you can share with us in a story or maybe in in a conversation or a dialogue or somebody have said something to you or you have said something to someone and it opened up your perspective do you have something like that to share maybe this is what you're going for so i had grown up with dyslexia and so reading was a passion yet a challenge Mm -hmm. i read very very slowly but I really loved it, mm-hmm. and I would read, you know, with each finger on a finger on each word as I went 
along. Could never spell. Dyslexia. Wow. I mean, I can't even imagine that. So, and it's it wasn't as severe as some people's, but it was more severe than others. And as I grew older, in ninth grade, I had a teacher that just thought that I would never really amount to much because I couldn't spell. And I had been told I could do anything. I believed it. So I chunked her advice and pursued a college degree. Mm -hmm. And it never phased into me that I actually had a problem. Now, back then, dyslexia was not a commonly diagnosed issue. It was just considered a learning problem, and you dealt with it. I think now we're much more apt to offer assistance and help for people to be able to overcome that. So I had to learn on my own how to overcome it. Fortunately, I did like reading, and that was probably my biggest plus. But it was that dyslexia and that challenge of that I wouldn't be able to do it that pushed me further. I fell into teaching writing. I fell into it. I was an English major in college. I fell into it. I was an English major in college. I got out. I was going to take on the world. And then I married a Marine, and we had some children, and we lived on a base, and we were moving around. And a friend of mine had suggested that I apply for a college teaching position. I thought, no way. I don't have a graduate degree. And sure enough, they took me. Hmm. And oh my gosh, after my first day of teaching, I was a new woman. That was it. I had found my passion, and I was very excited. I just was over the moon. I ended up getting a graduate degree. And all of my challenges and struggles with dyslexia just fell to the wayside personally. But my children both had inherited dyslexia. And so I was able to be their advocate and not allow them to wallow in their own struggles. And they just sort of, you know, we pushed them through. But it was a challenge for me because my son has a much more severe form than I do. And having to look at his challenges and his trajectory for what would become the rest of his life would be different than what I had envisioned when he was a baby. And all of these things make my reading and my writing so much more important to me because I find the value in learning how to be able to deal with adversity and challenges that come along. And yes, there's times when I break down and I'm frustrated and I don't understand and I really want help. I go back to journaling and I try to put it all down there so that I can work through it and I can understand what the problems are. And then eventually, a lot of those become part of my writing catalog, either in stories or in other people's stories. When I'm ghostwriting, a lot of times I pull from my own repertoire and I'm able to understand what somebody else is going through because of other things I've had to go through. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing a piece of your journey with us. I believe in being authentic as much as you can. And it's a journey. It's a pull. It's a give and take. Sometimes we have to protect ourselves and protect our lives and what we have learned and there's other times we have to take a chance and leap 
and be open, be vulnerable. And I, and I think you have done that with us. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. But we're not finished yet. Ooh. There's one thing I want to ask. Allison, I have a friend. A dear friend. Who is thinking about writing a children's book. Or a book. And that friend is... Have not written the book. How can this person get started and do something? And create something? And how would you coach that person just to get started? And let them give their expression to the world. Hmm? To start with a children's... Or not necessarily. Well, I mean, just any kind of book. Very difficult. Okay. Uh, however, a children's story, I would suggest sharing that story verbally with children. Okay. And understanding what they like about it and watching their reactions to certain parts of that story. And each time you tell the story you write down little notes about how they reacted, what mm. they asked, okay. what they wanted to know more about, what they want to know less about. Mm -hmm. Do, is the character vivid enough? Does it have enough color, enough uh -huh. imagination? Uh -huh. uh, how's the voice? There's a whole bunch of other things you can go into. But if the person is going to be writing... Or let's say not children's book. I get, I get that. An adult story. <laughs> well, any kind of story. Because the reason that I'm so emboldened to help my friend and to help myself is... We hear self-publishing, we can do Amazon Create Space. There's just so much out there we can create. Start with a little book, right? I mean, help us, help me to birth this book. I would start with an outline. Okay. And there's two types of writers. Mm -hmm. There's those we call pantsers. Pantsers? What does that mean? <laughs> a pantser is somebody who writes by the seat of their pants. Oh, that's probably me. <laughs> and then there are planners. Okay. And those people meticulously <laughs> plot every single little detail. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I think most people are a little bit of both. Okay. Okay. But you need to start with putting something on paper. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just a couple words for the beginning, a couple words for the middle, and a couple words for the end. Are you talking about for each chapter or for the outline? Well, for the general outline. Okay. So where do you want the story to go? Mm-hmm. If it's nonfiction. I'm speaking about nonfiction right now. Okay. Okay. If it's fiction, you can just let it ride and see let where it, ride. it takes you. That's what I want. But if it's nonfiction, mm -hmm. I would suggest with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm -hmm. So that you have an idea of when you start going off track. Mm-hmm. Where you need to refocus it. Got bring it, it back. Okay. So it's a but map. then you do the mm -hmm. same thing. With each chapter, mm -hmm. beginning, middle, end. And mm -hmm. then you might have a section. Maybe you'll even do beginning, middle, end with each section. You're just breaking it down into little bite-sized pieces mm -hmm. so that you, as the writer, can digest it. Okay. So it's it's a start with an outline. Start with an outline. Start with something. <laughs> Sorry. I know. It's, it's, it sounds so simple and easy. I wish there was a some kind of potion that I can take and actually do it. But you know what? You challenged me and my friend will do it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So start with an outline. Have something on paper. Just start writing. And it doesn't have to be a complicated outline. Okay. Literally. Okay. You can have one word for the beginning, one word for the middle, one word for the end. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> it does that. not need to be complicated. Okay. I like that. Um, Allison, what a pleasure to have you. 
Thank you for having me. I had such a great time learning about you and learning about how to become a serious author, writer. And I think we'll have you back on the show and we'll talk about some of the specifics, some other lessons, because you have wealth of information. I think my audience will appreciate to have you back again. But before we go, can you share with us what are you working on right now? What are the exciting and new things happening in the near future? And where we can connect with you and stay connected? I am working on a book called, oh, now I can't even think of it, Mosaic Remembrances. What? Mosaic and Remembrances? That's a cool book. It's, I'm actually ghostwriting it, so there's a co-author. Uh, I will, I'm writing it, um, and I will receive authorship credit. But it's his story, and it's a story of somebody who had a brain tumor. And his world changed dramatically because he could no longer put pieces together from his life of what was going on around him. And it's a very interesting story. I'm very proud of it. Hopefully, we'll have it released in maybe six months or so. Okay. Mosaic Remembrances. Mosaic Remembrances. Love it. Okay. Right. And I'm also working on another book I'm editing for someone that's um, uh, uh, inspirational stories of how people can... It's called Mo- Motivational Moments at the moment. That's the working title. I like it. I like it. And it's the idea is to have 52 stories to motivate you through the week. week. Got it. Cool. We'll look forward to that. Motivational Moments, Mosaic Remembrances. Where where will you be in the next few months? That Where will you be making your biggest contribution in the community, in the writer's community? Um, what we can look forward to and follow your success? I'm a very uh, big uh, advocate for writing and I'm a member of the Florida Writers Association so mm-hmm. we have coming up in October our annual conference and Yay. there I'm actually uh, the chairman of the interviews okay. group so we okay. have editors and agents and faculty mm-hmm. members that come in and the attendees can sign up to meet with these people so I'm the one who's coordinating all that mm-hmm. that's coming up in October that's awesome and that's in Orlando so that's very exciting what are the dates that, now you're asking me something. Or just tell I us the name of the conference so it's people can look it up. the Florida Writers Conference. Florida Writers Conference. Okay. It's the annual conference. And it's in, I love that. I love it. And everyone can participate? Everyone can go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. We have all sorts of packages people, and, packages and, and, everything and, we can and look people into that it. are coming. So Florida Writers Conference in October of 2017. Florida, Florida Writers Association, the Florida FWA mm-hmm. uh, Annual Conference. It's exciting. I'd like to Morrell go. David Morrell is going to be there. I'd He's like to the go. creator of, of uh, Rambo. He's Rambo. He's going to be one of our, our guests, that guests of honor. And cool. Anyway, so we have... So you're working on two projects, Motivational Moments, Mosaic Remembrances, Florida Writers Association in October of 2017. And where can we... What is the best way to get in touch with you? Where do you... What is your preferred way to connect with your audience and with, with Speak Brave audience as well. I have my own company mm-hmm. that's called 3dogtales.com. I love it. 3, D-O-G-T-A-L-E-S.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am starting a podcast very soon. I will be launching that. I just have to get a couple more pieces mm-hmm. into place. Mm-hmm. That's a very exciting endeavor. It is. I love podcasts. And I'll, all my contact information is there. Excellent. Allison. 
it's a privilege and a pleasure to have have you have had you on this podcast as a guest of distinction. I hope you come back. I hope you come back and share how those mosaic remembrances went out and maybe some other stories from your rich life. Would you come back? Absolutely. It's a promise. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you for having us. Thanks, John, for the providing technical support. Thanks, Allison, once again. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't Make sure you subscribe, share, and share the love of Speak Brave. And I'll see you next week.